You think you know me. and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the kingdom. And if you're listening live, then you are entering the realm of the Kings of the Rings podcast. We cover it all from WWE to NXT, past, present, and of course, the future. Join us every week as we break down a sport we all love to hate. You know it, you love it, and we got it. Every week, we are joined by the host, the founder, the proprietor, the vision. It's me, it's me, it's Willie T. Chuck Effin Palumbo. Oh, did you even watch Raw? Did you even watch Raw? Macho, macho madness. Yeah, commentary. Oh, yeah. We're going to WCW, McMahon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I know. You know who I am, but you don't. No, I'm here. Ayo. And joining him every week, new to the show, is the man, the one, the only, the insane Dave999 Malkovich. I wear a Kalisto luchador mask to raise. Seth Rollins versus Triple H. Boom. I was a shield guy. And together, we form the Kings of the Rings podcast, where you name a ring, and we will sure as hell become the king. Because it's time. We're the kings. Oh, it's time. Of the rings. It's kings of the rings. Time. everyone we are back we are back with the 26th episode of the kings of the rings podcast took two weeks off dave was away on holy ship whatever the hell that means i have my 21st birthday and last week was just really busy with class work and you know the mumbo jumbo of life but we are back fast lane happened we'll probably skip over that a little bit daniel byron's tired definitely gonna talk about that the hall of fame picture shane o'mac shane o goddamn mac is back dave i want to say we called it but a few weeks ago, we fantasized Shane O'Mac coming back. The wrestling gods answer our prayers, and he is back. The only thing I have to say to that is, here come the money. Here we go, money talk. It is money talks, and this past two weeks, this segment with the McMahons brought a much-needed uh, shot to the heart in this WrestleMania season. Still a lot of questions asked, still a lot of questions to be answered, but we are on the road to WrestleMania. Which means we're on the road to ratings. People are going to start listening to this podcast. Because I'm Will Tarasha, Tisa Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. And as we are on this road, you can find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter. Uh, K-O-T-R underscore podcast, the Facebook page, of course. All that and more on the YouTube page. Hopefully I get more time. I'll start making YouTube videos again. Now that we're doing shows again, I can make content again. So let's just listen to Sami Zayn. Sit back, kick back, relax. 
This is the Kings of Wings Podcast. All right, Dave. So, uh, as I said in our intro, um, two weeks off. Um, how was Holy Ship? How were things? How were classes? Classes are great. Holy Ship was great. And uh, you said, what the fuck is that? It's a three-day uh, music festival cruise that leaves out of the Port of Miami. It stopped uh, one day in Nassau, Bahamas, a day at sea. I met a couple DJs. I danced to music. I drank a fuck ton of champagne. It was phenomenal. Unfortunately... I come back to my car dying in the JFK parking lot. Oh, well, neither here nor there. Now we're back. Classes are great. And now uh, the Mania picture is starting to actually look decent. Thank it, you, Shane O'Mac. It is starting to look decent. But before we get into that, um, I do want to touch on Daniel Bryan. Uh, two weeks ago, or was it three weeks ago? I don't remember. Um, he had his farewell speech. Probably one of the most realist in emotional moments I've seen in a very long time, if not ever, in a WWE ring. He talked for a solid 25-30 minutes, um, standing in the ring, taking it all in. It was powerful. It was very powerful. And the whole, like, after the network thing, I ended up watching that. It, it was hard not just to smile and fight back fighting tears. Like, I, I did tear up, especially because it... You, you never want a career to be ended because of injuries, but I do give a lot of credit to the company for keeping the health and wellness of their uh, employees to a higher extent these days. I mean, it's tough, but I do hope that, you know, we see more Daniel Bryan, whether it be a non-physical role. Like, he has charisma that's second to none. But it's just tough. I mean, I that comparison to when he won uh, the titles at 30, and I think uh, that was the last uh, time his dad was able to be at a live event. Yeah, it really is a sad story for us, for Daniel Bryan, honestly. Um, guy was on top of the world, literally. Uh, he married a love of his life, obviously, Brie Bella, very beautiful, very ni- She seems like a very nice person. Um he won wrestle he won belt at WrestleMania and then the next night or the next few days his dad's dead his dad passes away um and then he gets injured and after that injury it was just never the same it's it's he had the fairy tale story with the tragic ending i mean the it is a tragic ending however i consider him to be one of the uh indie trailblazers that is a big reason why we're starting to see a bigger influx of the uh, indie superstars to the company, like Nakamura, AJ, AJ Kevin Owens, Owens, Finn Balor, like Atami. The list goes on. Honestly, yeah, Daniel Bryan was that trailblazer, and to see him gone, to see, I I saw all these all these things all over the internet saying how this is fake. WWE still has it out for him. Uh, no. Um, yeah, sure, he, he got cleared by other doctors, but the w- I honestly believe the WWE doctor knows best for their company, for clearing their wrestlers. Um, he probably, probably could have had one more match. If they built up one more match at Mania, had him a send-off, it would have been perfect. I honestly think if he could have done it, they would have done it because he deserves it. It would have been a big money.
I just don't think they could have done it. I think they wanted to do it. They just couldn't do it. Like, imagine like a Daniel Bryan, Nakamura, or like, Kevin Owens, or AJ in a final match as a send-off. When, like, when it comes to, like, concussions and stuff, I mean, you know, the reports talked about how, for a while, Daniel Bryan had lost um, a lot of feeling in, uh, you know, some of his extremities. And, I mean, another name of a career-ended because of concussions was Chris Nowinski. Obviously, Nowinski was never on a... Chris Nowinski, he, this is years back, but he was never on the level that Daniel Bryan was, but he's now uh, one of the uh, leading um, sources when it comes to uh, concussions in sports and uh, the um, condition CTE, which is what a lot of the football players are showing. And concussions are real. Yeah. And totally. the amount of concussions that are reported and then you have to factor in the ones that aren't reported. Yeah. Like they do they do not report if that's grammatically correct. Uh, a lot of wrestlers won't report it because it, they it can ruin a push, it can ruin their chances and they don't make any money. And well, it, much money. It, and it's just like it's really tough but I mean don't forget the World Heavyweight Championship wasn't the only title Brian had to vacate. He also had to vacate the Intercontinental Championship. And the thing is, I respect him a lot that he, as much as he wanted to continue, he, you know, hung up his boots. Because don't forget, him and Bree want to have a family. And you can't have a family if you can barely function mentally. But, I mean, Daniel Bryan... I love you. I respect you. Thank you for every day leaving it in the ring, day in, day out. And thank you. Just thank you pretty much sums it up a day before we move on. Uh, What's next for Daniel Bryan? He is still under contract. Um, I don't see him leaving at the end of that contract. I don't see him ever wrestling again. I think he has too much love and respect for the business and WWE to go somewhere else and, like, be blacklisted. Um... There are talks he could be commentary, uh, even managing, or like a general manager role. Would you like to see Daniel Bryan on TV doing something? Or do you yes. watch he would just kind of just fade away and make occasional appearances like Edge or something like that? I would I would like to see him on TV in a, obviously a non-physical role because the thing is he's also phenomenal on the mic. So the thing is he could give that shot of adrenaline to just about any storyline. Yeah. Anything. General uh, GM role, n- not so much a fan of that, no. because I think the concept of the general manager was completely ruined the minute they uh, revealed Hornswoggle as an anonymous GM. But um, no, like a managerial role, co- he would be a phenomenal commentator. Because I mean, yeah. even CM Punk did commentary when uh, he was um, coming back from injury yep. and all that. I w- that I would love to see him do training work. In, at the performance center and commentary or a non-physical valet type yeah. of a role. You, I, I think you said it. I think you hit the nail on the head, maybe even by accident. Training. I think this guy um, should go down to NXT and be a trainer because this guy is a, the, one of the best technical wrestlers ever. I actually want to amend my... I could see him... Uh, being having the torch pass on him from Regal when Regal's ready 
to leave the uh, general manager role in yeah. NXT, and I could see Daniel Bryan flourish. Even something like that would be incredible. But Dave, Daniel Bryan, the the word the word we have to say for him that he said himself is grateful. Uh, all the fans are grateful. He's grateful. The whole company is grateful, and Vince McMahon better damn well be grateful. Because the yes, the yes movement will live forever. It will. The yes chant is up there with what and this is awesome and like holy shit. It's it's yeah, just there. It's Daniel Bryan just he it's incredible. We could go on for an hour talking about Daniel Bryan. We could have a show dedicated to Daniel Bryan. We could. Down Here comes the money. Money 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 Honestly, even though it was spoiled for me by three different fucking people, Dave, it's okay, because even though I knew it was coming, my jaw still dropped when I heard this music, when I saw him bouncing out with his awesome-ass Jordans in the suit, doing the shuffle, just taking it in. This crowd popped like a motherfucker. I believe the event was in Detroit. And, and he even, after the fact, like, took to uh, the internet. Because I don't think he's ever gotten a pop like that. Now, keep in mind, he's been in event. He's been in pay-per-view. He wrestled Vince at X7. Nothing like the pop that he got last Monday. Like, he had... He had to have been so humbled, like, because he, he even said he did not know how the crowd would receive no, him. because you think about it, he's been gone six, seven, seven years. eight years. A lot, of, a lot of fans don't even know who he is. A lot of younger fans have never seen him before. But this comes to prove WWE should take this saying, hey, your general fan base is not kids that are this big. It's adults. It's people like you and me that teenager to young adult to the 30s range and then you have people in their 40s and even higher 30s who have kids who are bringing their kids to this event showing them the sport they love but your diehard fan base is the internet crowd it's the people who know who Shane is and honestly this pop was so big because nobody I did not hear one lick of anything on the internet saying Shane McMahon was coming back the only thing I heard was that a big return was gonna happen I didn't know if maybe HBK, or like maybe someone returning to coincide with a Hall of Fame announcement. But then the minute that the show started, and then it, they're talking about the Vincent J. McMahon uh, Achievement Award, that's the minute that I accepted, holy shit, Shane's coming back. I just didn't know how they would do it. I I, I don't know, because th- they announced this award, and I was thinking, okay, it's going to be one of two things. It's going to be the, it's gonna be McMahon kissing his own ass, or it's gonna be a sh- it's or it's gonna be uh, a work, and it was the perfect mix. This opening promo last week and continuing into this week, the three McMahons in the ring is money. It is the definition of money. Um, everything Shane did from his taking it in to McMahon going for the hug and Shane going no 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 going for the handshake. Shane going no 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 no. The feud between him and Steph. This was the perfect blend of um reality and fiction because it felt real but you knew it was fake 
Like, you knew it was, it felt exaggerated truth. Which, in wrestling, exaggerated truth is some of the best shit you can get on TV. A lot of the things that, sh- like, after it was revealed, like, you know, this, ba- this uh, backdoor dealing between him and Vince. A lot of the stuff that he touched up upon is real shit. The decline in ratings, the yep. injuries. Yep. And it, I mean, I, I was just, like, jaw-dropped the whole time. Yep. And, I mean... I don't even know if I blinked, honestly. Like, I was... I, I knew I knew what was going to happen, but still, I was watching it, picturing me not knowing what was going to happen because I didn't necessarily believe it. Um, McMahon brings... Telling Steph to leave. Uh, Steph, Steph really stole the show here with her preparing the words, the, the, the looks, the facial expression she was giving Shane... It's just that natural charisma that this family has. And when's Linda coming back? That's my one question. When's Linda coming back? I, I wanted to get I, tombstoned. I've always been curious about that. Now, she obviously distanced herself from the product when she was making her ill-fated attempts at the United States Senate. And I believe she didn't get elected to the Senate because of her past yeah. proximity to the company. But this storyline reminds me not like the way it's playing out but McMahon wise to the storyline leading up to Wrestlemania 2000 McMahon in every corner Linda has I have to believe she's going to show up I just don't exactly know how so we can we can both agree as everyone can agree this was amazing this is the one of the best openings to Raw not even this year but probably of the last eight months at least um incredible Incredible, but we can't ignore the plot holes. Um, it, it's interesting the way, like, and Shane even mentioned, like, as it started going through, he wants control of Raw. Which, when the minute he said that, I'm thinking, are they leaning towards doing another brand split? split? Yep. Now, the roster is too thin to do that right now. Yep. But if they were to do that, then does that mean you're separating the cha- uh, World Heavyweight Championship again? I don't know. It's <laughs> it's incredibly interesting. Um, there, I feel like there were a lot of Easter eggs these past two weeks as to what's going to happen. It's something the internet has been exploding about, and it's it's perfect. This is exactly what WrestleMania needed. It might not make the most sense. It might not have the best draw between Undertaker and Shane. It might not be the best match. I mean, it's going to be a great match. It's going to be very physical, but we don't know if Shane can go. I don't know, but it's so interesting at this point. I don't know if I care because I'm so interested in what's going to happen. We mentioned it in past episodes. Like When it comes to Mania, superstars like The Undertaker... They single-handedly pick who they face off against. So, obviously, it was believed very heavily that it was going to be Taker Cena. And Cena's talk about Easter eggs. He's going to try and come back early. I don't know how, but he's still trying to come back early. His Instagram is full of Easter eggs. But, so Undertaker single-handedly, like, help make this happen. Now, Shane, anytime he's in a match, he throws his body and physical well-being to the wind. Yep. He can definitely still go, especially like, he, he's he's training. Yep. He's yep. definitely training. Oh, yeah. 
And the thing is, we even talked about it the other day. The spots that are possible in this match, this could turn into the best Hell in a Cell. I wouldn't go that far. It's still in the PG era, which hinders this match. Um, let's actually talk about Hell in a Cell. This opening to Raw had me so interested, but once Vince said he was going off against The Undertaker inside Hell in a Cell, my heart just kind of dropped, and I wasn't as excited. I, I'm excited now, but at that first initial reaction was, man, like Undertaker? Undertaker against Shane. And my main concern wasn't Undertaker. I thought they were going to have Shane be represented by someone, but like you said, the roster is so thin right now, that can't happen. If Cena comes, if Cena is good to go, could you see um, Shane have him wrestle, have, wrestle in his place? Yeah. Which would, honestly, would be better. I think it would be ten times better because Cena would have a great match with Taker. Cena would pull out all the stops. Taker would pull out all the stops. It would be very physical. It would be, it, see, the thing is, they're two different, very style matches because Shane's not a wrestler, right? So Undertaker is going to wrestle that kind of bully mentality. He's going to wrestle as a heel, but he's going to be cheered as a face. You, you can already tell he's going to wrestle as a heel from that 10-word promo this week. Yeah. The blood of your son will be on your hands. Now, when ten words. The, 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 first, the first minute that Undertaker was mentioned, I was not happy because... It doesn't. Undertaker does isn't the like the powers that be's puppet anymore. Obviously, in the past, corporate ministry when Vince was revealed as the higher, the power. higher power, but to come to come back to be Vince's pawn, it's not going to be like that. So it, I don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna work. Don't forget, Shane McMahon and Undertaker were. Like, together with yeah. the corporate ministry, they were like the big wigs with it. This could go so many different ways. But also, one thing I want to bring up. Uh, the other day on Ticketmaster, an event... I saw that too. Yeah, an event... Not sure how close after WrestleMania, it was billed as... WWE, WWE versus, versus Raw. Raw. Yeah. Now, it was immediately taken down, so I don't know how this match is going to play out, but... I think I think that's just a mistake. I think that's people looking too into it, because um, why would WWE pretty much just announce their plan as to what they're going to do before they even, like, well, do it? Like, they'll announce their uh, plans to the, like, the name of the events to the venues. Like, I mean, another thing, they... Uh, I'm going to the May 22nd pay-per-view. It was changed from Payback to Extreme Rules. Mm -hmm. But neither here nor there. And a lot of times when the tickets go on sale in a timely fashion, and then they'll have to change the shit because it'll reveal plans. Yep. But neither here nor there. It's weird because Undertaker's streak's done, but you still don't want to... See, I think, I think the streak being gone helps this match more than it hurts it. Because if it's more than likely that Taker's going to lose due to shenanigans, I just that's what my personal opinion, and if Shane McMahon broke the streak, I, hell, would ex hell would be set loose. It would not work. But I think Shane kind of has to win this match. And another thing I'm thinking, 
will this match go on last? I mean, this seems like the most, this match seems more important than the Roman Reigns Triple H match for the control of the company. The company is bigger than the title, in my opinion. I, I do 100% agree with you. And if this was the main event that takes heat off Roman Reigns, it makes people more excited for your main event as opposed to people booing the shit out of Reigns. It would not surprise, it, it would surprise me, but not surprise me if this turned into the main event. Well, it, I, Especially if Cena came back and forth. I do agree with you on that, except right now this match, is, its current status, people are starting to buy into it, but it's still very hit or miss. Uh-huh. Like the thing is, Shane Shane's just coming back, and you don't have a big name like Shane McMahon come back to get beasted out of Mania, whoever the fuck he faces. Mm-hmm. In the same respect, you don't have Taker to lose a match like that at Mania. It could go so many different ways. We another thing that could play into it: maybe Undertaker's gonna stay around for a while. Maybe him and Shane McMahon start an, an alliance together. Who knows? We might start seeing the. I didn't really. I obviously want to get food, but let's let's touch upon the cell. Hell in a cell. Is this the right stipulation? Is this the right match for this? Is this the right type of match for this match? Because think about it. Hell in a cell. Undertaker was in one at WrestleMania 29 against Triple H. Amazing match, right? Very special. Never happened before. Then he was also just in a Hell in a Cell match against Brock Lesnar in October. So put it this way. Like, in the past eight or so Taker matches, three of them are Hell in a Cells. I mean, the concept of Hell in a Cell, you, you know I'm not, I've am not. i never been a fan of gimmick matches. And don't forget, there, there were a couple years when Hell in a Cell was its own pay-per-view. Still is. It, it, I'm hoping they change that. That's why I'm saying was. But I I remember when it used to be you didn't see match match like that for years. Same like that, the Iron Man match. Like all, all these special gimmick matches. Buried Alive match. Like all, all these matches They meant something. They, they did. They they no longer When they happened, they had an impact. It wasn't just, oh, it's this part of the year. Now we have to have a Hell in a Cell match. Right. Now we have to have a TLC match. Because, quite frankly, I personally would love to see a TLC match between Usos, New Day, and Dudley's. That's just me. We'll get into that later. But Hell in a Cell, it is, but it isn't the right match. It's perfect because it is Undertaker's match, but it's not perfect because it happens too damn frequently now. It, it, what My opinion is that they will go to over-reliable Hell in a Cell when they don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is, Hell in a Cell, you're guaranteed to have crazy spots. And e- even in the this PG era, you're almost guaranteed to see blood. And the fact that we saw Roman bleed as much as he did last week, after that being, which we'll touch upon later, the, the, blo- the blood thing of it is no longer as much of a stigma but I know this match is going to be a show stealer I don't see it coming up last for the sole fact that this uh the main event is has, was determined after Fastlane and whatnot. 
So it's 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 a big deal. Like the the big thing for Rumble in the road to WrestleMania is the the main event, and it nine out of ten times is with the uh, championship. Yeah, and and less like Cena's you know and Cena or the Rock's involved. Now, like th- that's still another wild card. Yeah. What what's Rock doing at me? Like, He's still getting involved with Roman Reigns, which we also touched upon. But I want to switch over to the McMahons and how amazing Stephanie and Vince have been. Uh, this this promo Vince cut on Monday was amazing. I like how he kept going after Taker came in and out. Um, Stephanie's promo was vicious. It was very... She went into that bitch mode and just turned on a switch we haven't seen in a long time where... Especially that last image of her holding that award with the Mania uh, logo behind her. It, 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 it was a surreal moment also because, you know, when it comes to the road to WrestleMania, the superstars, that that's the logo that they're focusing on. Yep. You know that. Like, that's why... As much as I love the fact that the championship title was on the line at uh, Rumble, there wasn't that moment where the superstar po- who wins the Rumble points to that. The, it, it didn't have that same, uh. Yeah. And I mean... It's it's interesting. Um, and I don't know what's going to happen at Mania. And that's the best part. I don't know what's going to happen after Mania. That's the best part. I don't know what's going to happen with the... Yeah, you can close it. I don't know what's going to happen with the McMahons. And that's the best part. Hello, Dubs. Hello. I mean, if Shane doesn't win, apparently he's being written out of uh, Vince's will. Quote, unquote. Oh, please. Vince is never going to die. But apparently not. However, I I, eat. I, what I do find h- hilarious, like... Donald Trump. I still remember the Donald Trump, uh, Vince McMahon. They each had their uh, their proxies uh, fighting for them. Loser loses his hair. Bobby Lashley. Umaga, Bobby Lashley. And I remember Vince being shaved bald. And Donald Trump might, in November, become our president. I hope to God it's not. And hey, Donald Trump, if you are, you'll probably be uh, um, entered into the Hall of Fame next year. He's already in the Hall of Fame. I'm pretty sure he's already in the Hall of Fame. Could you imagine a U.S. president being in the WWE Hall of Fame? Do you know how fucking funny that would be? The McMahon dynamic is great, except there's one reservation I have with it. And that's the fact that the internet wrestling community... For so long now, has been talking about putting the younger stars into the spotlight, giving them their pushes. Now, it's all well and good whenever the McMahons come, cause it's TV, it's it, it, it's ratings gold. It, it's always it's always gold, except when that happens, you're now killing pushes. Everyone else, look at all the pushes that have been killed recently. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's all because of the McMahons, because it's not. 
However, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And don't get me wrong, the community, we will always find something to complain about. We will. It shows that we give a shit about it. It does. But the, I'll address um, people saying that Taker should prove a younger guy or be working with a younger guy. I mean, hey, look at your other two co-main events. You have Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar. Le- look, look at look at the, the past people Lesnar's worked with since he's been back. Cena, like a few times. Triple H, a few times. Taker, a few times. Big Show doesn't count. Dean Ambrose. And and that and that match is going <laughs> compared to the possibility of whatever the Wyatt family Lesnar thing was. This is going to be gold. Mm-hmm. It's going to absolutely be gold. And it's kind of crazy. Dean Ambrose is getting the reaction from the crowd that Roman Reigns still has yet to get. Mm-hmm. And I think we're starting to see. Dean Ambrose, get get that step up. Mm-hmm. It's a big step too. It, it it really is, and I mean, no holds barred matches are hit or misses. But when you have people like a Mick Foley in them, mm-hmm. or a Dean Ambrose, and then a Brock Lesnar, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be very physical. Let's let's switch over to Dean Ambrose, Dean Ambrose and Lesnar. Um. This was also unexpected. I was so dead set on the Wyatt feud. Um, I, I was looking forward to it, but what the Wyatt's been doing, this is the better choice. By far. I mean by far. I was scared Ambrose was going to wellow out in the IC title picture, but then he lost it. And I was like, okay. They just did that, so it makes it more believable he's going to win the main event at Fastlane. No. And then he got attacked by Lesnar, and I was like, oh, oh my god. He's going in a feud with Lesnar. And what they did last week on Raw with the ambulance, a little much. Uh, I think I personally think he oversold. He didn't have to do that much. I, I, before you go further, I actually disagree. I think he did have to oversell that, and I think he did it perfectly. I like I've seen so many wrestlers have to leave in an ambulance and come back in the same night, and nine out of ten times it's like person on top of the mountain. And it's uh, and it's undersold and it's not not believable. Kane just stomps his foot down and his knees fine. But but the thing is like that that was perfect. Like you like especially drive when Ambrose was driving the ambulance. He he was drive he came off as if he was a debilitated driver. Yeah. And the thing is like he did it perfectly, and it reminded me so much of Mick Foley. It, it, yes, that's another thing I do want to touch upon. Uh, Dean Ambrose has been compared to PG Stone Cold. Yes, I say he is PG Stone Cold Foley, if I can say that. He is a combination of Mankind, Mick Foley, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. He is he is the Attitude Era. He is the PG version of the Attitude Era, and that is why people love him. Because he he reminds so many people of so many other people that they love so much. But he's different. He's also himself. It's actually kind of ironic you said that because uh, Dean Ambrose's first, uh, like the first time um, the WWE Universe like saw him was when uh, he interrupted one of Mick Foley's uh, pressers leading up to Mania at Access. 
and ironically hit upon like how because of the way McFoley wrestled so many of the kids are trying to follow in his footsteps to mm-hmm. be the next McFoley mm-hmm. and the thing is to see the way his character like evolved then into the shield Dean Ambrose like I love I love the way they came out in their flag vests but then now to this like the lunatic like the lunatic fringe mm-hmm. and the thing is I my favorite part about his gimmick is how unpredictable he is oh yeah like it, oh, like Monday night again Triple H cut the promo another great promo Dean Ambrose music hits I'm like okay What's going on here? It's just like when Lesnar was, or Heyman was coming up from way back when, and Dean Ambrose came back. It's like, okay, what's happening here? And both times, not what I expected to happen, happens. Like, I didn't, what I didn't expect to happen, happened. And in today's, in today's uh, environment where you have the internet, you have all the sites, like, there's nothing wrong with that and all, but the thing is the factor of, being surprised or not knowing what's going to happen. Like, we, we've had some pretty... We have a pretty good track record with predictions. Yes. Just, like, since you've uh, brought me onto the show. And the, I 100% agree with what you said. When I'm surprised, especially for how long I've been a fan of professional wrestling... Yeah, it means something. It, it, it does. And tri- Triple H is... Blowing me away, I just never was a fan of suit Triple H, but he's doing it well. Yeah, let's let's talk Triple H too. Um, last week that beat down on Roman Reigns. Yeah, sure, maybe he got a blood capsule. Fine, I don't care. It looked amazing. Um, he beat the hell out of him. It looked good and it worked. The only thing is, it was kind of faceish because people don't like Roman Reigns. It was weird. See, like this week. When he beat down Ambrose and killed him, it was very heelish. So it's kind of a weird dynamic. That's the one thing I will say about this week on Raw. This whole thing with Ambrose didn't quite make sense. But Roman Reigns wasn't there, and Lesnar wasn't there. So they had to do something. So they made the, made the best out of it. So I'm willing to look, I'm willing to look past how so it doesn't really make, necessarily make sense. Because it's it was awesome. The execution was good. But... Just, it's kind of just like, why is this happening? I mean, the the line of... There no longer is that defined line between what is face and what is heel anymore. For the sole fact that, I mean... You, you have, like, your established heels cutting fucking face promos. And so, it, it's really hard, but... Even Stone Cold said... The Reigns turn needs to happen. Now... I still think it's going I, to. I, I, I do too. Wow. He, like, heel versus heel matches work. My favorite are always the opposing forces. Face heel. There's no way you're going to have the authority turn into a face sort of a thing. Especially when you have the League of Nations doing your bidding. Like, it... it, it and then, is it... Is Reigns' heel turn gonna be similar to when Samoa Joe did his, like, me against the world type of a thing? That's what it should be. Uh, Roman Reigns' heel turn basically going, you know what? Fuck everyone. I'm just gonna beat people up. That's 
what his character is the best. That's what got him over as a face when he beat up Triple H. It's so simple. And, I mean, it, it, it's kind of interesting because before the Shield broke up, everyone expected Dean Ambrose was going to be the one who turned on the group. Yep. Seth Rollins did. And Seth Rollins did it well. Yeah, that was... He, he did it well. That was the shock of the century right there. Oh, absolutely. He did it well. And then he aligned himself with the authority. That bullshit with fucking corporate Kane, yada, yada, yada. Now, Dean Ambrose has no alliances except the minutia of the alliance that he has with Roman Reigns. And vice versa. Roman does have the Usos and does have fa- the, his other family. Mm-hmm. But the, where either or can go, moving forward, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, will, I will say, I was so proud of myself for our last show when I booked the ending to WrestleMania. I don't know if it's exactly going to happen like that. As because this this Hell in a Cell match throws a monkey wrench into the, the finish of this match. It, it screws up. Oh, it screws up. It changes up everything. Um, Now, honestly, I could possibly see Roman Reigns winning as a face. I don't want it to happen. I still don't think it's going to happen. But this Hell in a Cell match, depending on what happens, could make that an option. Like, it, it, I mean, it's even weird, like, in the past, leading up to WrestleMania, after you established th- that main event, established, reigns Triple H, you never see the championship title defended between when it's established and Mania. That no longer happens, because Dean Ambrose is getting a champion championship title, cha- title match. Yep. Now... The reasoning for that doesn't make sense because Dean Ambrose is basically embroiled in two and a half feuds right now. Lesnar, Triple H, slash Authority, and what's starting to brew between him and his brother, (coughs) Roman Reigns. Now, are they going to throw us a curveball? They're not going to take the belt off of Triple H. Are we going to see... I I think this makes it very less likely that's going to be a double turn, especially with what Steph is doing. Steph is not going to be a face after all this. Triple H could be a face because he's Triple H, but those two cannot be faces together, and they can't be the authority as a face now with what's going on, which is what I said would happen with the double turn. Because whoever's whoever's in authority making the decisions has been healed since Daniel Bryan won the belt at SummerSlam. It's been too long. We need a face in power. It's been, it's been too long. This authority has been going on for too long. It's kind of stale. That's it, why I think the Hell in a Cell match, it, it's going to be one of those... It, it's going to be one of the weirdest endings ever. Not weird like, what the fuck is that? It's just like... There's so much, but also I don't see Triple H and Stephanie like drifting to opposite sides. No. Of- they're gonna be together because yeah. you no, know, they're married. Because it, it makes sense for them to be together. Be together. It always makes sense for them to be together because they're married. And another thing, Shane 
cannot beat Undertaker clean. He can't. Because it doesn't, it doesn't, like, you don't have the Undertaker lose at WrestleMania to a guy who's not a wrestler in his own match. It doesn't make sense. But if Shane wins with interference, like, say, the Ballot Club, something like that, not saying it's going to be the Ballot Club, but something like that, if he wins like that, is Shane a heel? Which would mean we have another heel authority, which is a disaster, in my opinion. But uh, even after you were talking about that, I think one of the interferences, as in there will be multiple interferences, Vince McMahon is going to interfere, and he's going to try and demand Undertaker do something, and maybe that's how we can see Shane and Undertaker form an alliance. Yeah, and having having Undertaker like choke slam or tombstoning Vince McMahon at WrestleMania, oh my God. That place would explode. I think that's what's going to happen. That's how the door gets open. That's how interference comes in. Taker loses. It makes perfect sense. But, but I think Taker's going to lose, but then align himself with Shane because then he's going to be against McMahon, the authority. And that's going to be the start of the rumors of WWE Raw, Raw versus WWE. Like, because don't forget. Shane's asking for control of Raw, not the company. And Vince McMahon, if he wins, gets whatever family secrets. Yeah, the the lockbox. The lockbox. But, so, we've been saying for weeks, there will eventually be the authority, anti-authority angle. Yeah, we could... We could talk about it for hours, which we kind of, which we kind of are. Um, Roman Reigns, how how long, long is it gonna be off TV? And can you build your main event feud um, with Roman Reigns not there? Because it's saying he's gonna be off TV for a few weeks, which is gonna be helpful because they're going into tough cities, especially if they want to be a face. But it's not helpful because he's your main number one contender, and you need him to be there. He has to be there. I I think he might have uh, surprise appearances. It won't won't be anything physical. I think we uh, could maybe see a Rock appearance. Yep, definitely. And then, like, The Rock and The Usos will uh, maybe kind of, like, proxy, you know, defend him while he's away. Or you could even see Dean Ambrose, you know... You can see the authority cut a promo just shitting on Reigns. You can see Dean Ambrose, you know, coming to the aid of his brother. Like, you know, he's not here to even defend himself. Something like that. But, no, it, it is really hard. And, I mean, the uni- the WWE Universe doesn't have the faith that's needed in Roman Reigns to be the next John Cena right now. And it... it that's why I'm I'm just like so torn because I mean, but this is this is what we needed. Uh, we talked oh, a few weeks ago saying how this WrestleMania picture isn't really clear. Um, it's kind of like up in the air. It's still unclear, but it's intriguing and it's a good and, thing. And there are three matches that are set when before it was just, and those three matches are excellent matches. Triple Every main, single triple main event. Triple main event. Each one of them is interesting. Each one of them has a good story and each one of them is going to be a good in-ring performance. 
I don't know what else people could ask for. Um, it's not. I still don't think it's going to be enough to put 100,000 people in the seats. I think they're going to lie, lie, lie about that number, but whatever. Who cares? Let's, it, let's, it, it, it'll sell out. I don't think. There's still like 20,000 seats available. It, it, it'll, it, it'll sell in the next couple weeks. I have uh, two friends that are going. Um, and I mean, it, it, don't forget, like, Mania's four hours. <laughs> Fuck, that's right, it is. Mania's four hours, and they always do the segment where they introduce the Hall of Famers, and they'll have, like, a musical performance. So, bring that down to, like, three hours and 20 minutes. To fill that at Mania, you're going to have eight, nine matches. Yeah. One match match I really, really want to see. Um... Is the IC belt in a big main match? I don't want to see. I don't want to see another ladder match. Um, we have enough gimmick matches on this card. Um, well, I mean, yeah, we have I mean, well, we have two big, two big ones. ones. Uh, honestly, Roman Reigns is probably going to be no disqualification. It has to be. It's a something. It has to be uh, something. It's a one-on-one straight match. I don't <clears> think it's going to be no disqualifications. I think it's going to be uh, outside interference. Uh, Will still result in title changing hands. Yeah. Okay, something. Because because like normally with interferences, uh, champion retains. But um, let's uh, let's move on to the uh, the IC belt. Uh, right now, Kevin Owens has it. Don't seem having it for long. Um, I don't know why AJ why two AJ is a thing. Um, uh, I didn't didn't like it. New Day should not be here. Um, I'm glad they said put the belts on the line. I was waiting for this WrestleMania. I swear to fucking Christ, I was waiting for this WrestleMania. Draco said next week, and I was like, woo. Thank God, because that makes it interesting, because here it comes, the Jericho heel turn. I mean, I- I'm surprised that they're, like, they're doing the Y2J versus AJ, they're, like, build third match against each other so quickly. Like, it- it's very weird to see a one-month feud with something like that. Because, for example... Brock Taker one two three world pay per view, but obviously you know different things. And also, I think AJ sh- should be the next Intercontinental Champion, and oh, I sure. I think it should have been at Mania. I really do. It's still I still think it's gonna happen. I still think you're gonna see the four way Jericho, AJ, Owens, and I, I prefer Triple Threat. I really would prefer a triple threat. I think it would be a lot better than a fatal four-way with Dolph Ziggler. But Z- 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 Ziggler, like we mentioned before how... Well, no, um, I mean, we brought up the Wyatts. The Wyatts pretty much have been, like, permanently buried. I don't care. Uh, I, I don't even care. I don't care that they're buried. Bray Wyatt cut a promo about some kind of feud he's going to end up being in. Um, I don't care. It's not going to be good. And, 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 but it's just like... Ziggler's in that same boat because I, I, he never fully recovered after that terrible feud he had with uh, Rusev. Yeah. And it, it's just like, I, he's grown as a uh, performer, but he he shouldn't be involved in any title consideration. So I would agree with you with uh, the triple threat idea. It's just, I mean, at... How do you segue from Jericho turning to then Kevin Owens with the title getting involved? Yeah. It could be something as simple as Jericho comes out, cuts a heel promo. He's like, you know what? Um, 
I don't know. He's gonna. He somehow says he wants that tenth IC IC title belt, something like that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna happen. I just know it's gonna happen because it has to happen. What the fuck else are they gonna do? I, I've always loved Jericho as a heel. Exactly. He's an amazing heel. A, a heel or face, I've, I've always been a fan of Jericho. And I mean, in the same respect, like, I've always been a fan of Styles. Like, I, I 100% believe that Jericho is going to put over Styles. 100%. Yeah. And I mean, I, I I'm extremely impressed with how Styles has been. He's still week in week out getting these same pops. He is his in ring work is it's toned down, um, obviously because he, he, he had to tone. Yeah, down. this the style, no pun intended. Um, but yeah, I know it was terrible. But he needs he needs time on the mic. He, they gave him the mic for a little bit. You can't have only Jericho talk because then you look like make AJ Styles look like a, like a bus and, boy, like a sidekick. And then I mean, you you brought up like you know, possibly seeing uh, Bulletproof Balor Club down the road. Don't forget, uh, AJ Styles was uh, the successor after uh, Finn Balor no, uh, Balor. left. Fergal. Yeah. <laughs> Fergal. <laughs> Fergal. Well, uh, he, he he was competing as Prince Devitt. Yeah, but his, his real but name's his, his Fergal. His real name's Fergal. But Fergal. um, the thing is, like, you see me right now. Like, I'm wearing I'm wearing my Balor my Balor <laughs> Club uh, beanie. But Dave, his real name's Fergal. Yes, I, 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 <laughs> but like, <laughs> it, 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 <sighs> I'm sorry, I'm completely throwing you off. I just can't believe his real name is fucking. Fergal. Well, I, you, you better believe it. Like, <laughs> believe that. Hey, I swear to God, if Roman Reigns said that, I guarantee you he'd get a bigger pop. If Roman Reigns changed his name to Fergal Reigns, I think. Oh, that's <laughs> wow. You're WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Fergal Reigns. That's terrible. I think we have a I think we have a podcast title, no, Dave. No. Introducing Fergal Reigns. Oh my god. Look, I, I want I want him to move up. <laughs> and the thing is, he um I'm sorry that I segued AJ Styles to Fro, but we could easily see that faction do what they did in New Japan collecting titles. Now it's it's interesting because on Instagram, Balor's tagging with all the merchandise. His name is he, Forever Fergal. He, he, but he's he's tagging Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. So, the Balor Club is coming. Uh, yeah. It, 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 it is. Yep. And the thing is, I think it's time for him to drop the NXT title. And I think it's time for Bailey to drop the NXT women's. Oh, that's that's I a that's both, a guaranteed fact to happen. Of them are happening at NXT Takeover Dallas. I don't know if Fergal is going to drop it to Samoa Joe. No, but, but, <laughs> as as NXT <clears throat> continues 
Um, into the coming weeks, uh, we have Austin Aries debuting next week, so uh, this week, excuse me. So we are going into NXT in WrestleMania mode. So it's gonna get very, very good. Um, I can't make a prediction on that yet, only because Fergal and Samoa Joe have not really been on TV that much. And once they are on TV, and I get a sense of what where they're going, then I can make an accurate prediction. But for right now, I'm right now. If I had to put money on it, I'm saying Fergal walks out of Dallas but, with the belt. But, oh, no, but here's another thing. Lately, he hasn't been in the live events. He hasn't been doing the whole demon getup. Well, no, that's only for, that's only for special events. Yeah, no, I I understand that, but as of late, he's been in his bullet the okay. bullet okay, club. No, okay, no, I, okay, I, with, I feel you. with the the guns, everything. Like I, I oh my I, god, I, call I, it the Fergal Club. No, 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 the like, Fergal frenzy. Dude, dude, you're gonna ruin this episode if you keep saying Fergal. Fergal. I can't take it seriously. No, but I I think we're starting to see him being primed to drop the title, and I do think he'll drop the title to Samoa Joe. I don't think Joe will have it that long, and then I think Joe will. Uh, I think he'll drop it probably. To Uha Nation. I yes, that would be perfect. And the, the thing is, or 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 the fucking biker, what's his name, Baron Corbin. I think Baron Corbin's the one to take the belt from the once because if they push him and book him right, he will be perfect. But for Dave, right now we are running short on time. Because and because of you. No, no, I want to hear it because uh, because you brought up. Fergal Reigns, all right? It's not my uh, fault. I, I said if Roman Reigns cut the cut the promo about <laughs> the Fergal Club. Okay, so anyway, let's uh let's uh spe- speedball the rest of the championship belts. Yeah. US Championship Kaliso definitely deserves it except what the fuck is he doing, dude? He's I'm I'm waiting Sin Cara was in black on Monday Night Raw. I was waiting for his heel turn. Because honestly, if they did it right, uh, Kalisto versus Sin Cara one-on-one could be a good match. They're, they're, I don't think they're going to do that because I think one of the things they're going to... Unlo- you could actually maybe see that and then see Sin Cara versus Kalisto at Mania for the championship belt because they've been trying to do... To break a Guinness Book of World Records most luchador yeah. mask at an event... They were trying to do original Sin Cara versus Mysterio. Mysterio. That didn't work. I could see that, except... Oh, I, I don't want to see the the Lucha Dragons break up. Well, here's here's my fear uh, with Sin Cara... Not Sin Cara, fuck Sin Cara. With Kalisto and the U.S. Championship belt. No matter what he does... It's on the pre-show. That's it. He's, on the, he's destined for the pre-show, which is unfortunate. Because this past year... They he, built he, up this belt he, he, just to he won't, he push won't it down. Yes, he will. No. I'll put money on it. Well, since I already have to buy the B dubs for Mania, let's do um lo- loser that bet buys B dubs for uh payback. The, I guess payback. Yeah, if payback is May second. All right, I'll do that. All right, I'll shake on that okay. one. Woo! We have a bet because I I, I think we're gonna see. A stupid throwaway non-title match. Well, no, they're gonna have the uh, Andre Giant Battle Memorial. Royal. That will probably be the fu- 
It'll it'll be it'll be both of them. I think it's gonna be both of them. <clears throat> but, but um, whatever. Okay. So now divas. No, no, no. I want to get into the tag team first. We could actually have a good. Co- we have a, we can have a good conversation on the divas, Dave. It's tag team real quick. Uh, what are they doing? Um, they're just kind of floating around doing nothing. They need a feud going into Mania. They the Dudleys turned heel. The Dudleys have momentum. A uh, hello, Dudleys triple. Uh, even the Usos. It'll be fine because the Usos deserve it. This because of the Usos. I disagree with you with that. I love the Usos, except, like, there's no way, shape, or form they should have been tag team of the year when one of their, one of the members was injured for, like, a quarter of the year. Like, they they always put on phenomenal matches, but, like, I'm curious about the, this heel, Dudley's heel turn, because, like, you know, they're saying they're not going to appease the fans with the tables thing, but they still use the tables to distract the competitors. Well, it's heelish. Come but, on. But the thing is, like... Which, would you be okay with a, a, one more TLC match? With... I mean, obviously you'd be okay with it, but on this card... So picture this. You could have this card, a TLC match, a Hell in a Cell, and a like, no-holds-barred. But, I mean, we were talking about this before. You were saying New Day... Dudley's and Usos. Usos only put the Usos in there because it works better teams of three, and because they are very good in the ring. They, their characters are boring as shit, but in the ring, they're still. I'm still entertained by an Usos match. It is very formulaic, but I'm still entertained. Uh, my concern with that is, with the heel turn that they gave the Dudley's, it's almost setting them up that they're going to be putting the belts on them for a little bit. But, so, are you going to chance bar- possibly burying the New Day? Oh, no, 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 you don't bury the New Day. It's easy. You, Dudley's a heel. New Day loses. They become faces, especially with that Mania crowd is going to be eating them up. The night after Mania is going to be eating them up. You put those motherfuckers on the chase. Because right now, New Day is a little stale. The belts themselves are a little stale. You put them on a hot tag team in the Dudleys, an experienced tag team in the Dudleys, a heel team in the Dudleys. The new the Usos are... Uh, Usos. The New Day is already kind of a tweener face between babyface and heel. Just turn them babyface. I... I could see it except, part, like, I feel the heel side of their gimmick gets awful, gets a lot more than the face side of it. Like, yeah, they're, they're one of the biggest merchandise sellers in the yeah. WWE shop. I know that. Uh, you, you you saw it. I fucking bought the, the unicorn thing. Yeah, I still can't believe you did that. But, the, oh, and I also bought uh, one of the New, New Day Rocks Run DMC style shirts. That's a sick shirt. But, um, no, like, I, I love the Dudleys. I really do. I do too. Now, I mean, they're already the most decorated tag team, I think, in history. Yeah, sure. If, if you're talking wrestling history, not WWE history, wrestling history, absolutely. And then, at that point in time, how long, how long, so, it's what you're saying, TLC match, those three teams, titles put on the Dudleys. Yes. Then, how, then where do you see them carrying it to? SummerSlam? Ew. That's a good question. Uh, maybe fucking like I don't know. However long they want. However, uh, when? How long is their contract? That's the thing. I don't know. And they were also <clears throat> talking about potentially separating them because they both actually in TNA. Oh, by the way, that company's up for sale. I saw that. But uh, they, I'll buy it. They also, you know, did work solos. Uh, no, 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 no. 
Bubba Ray worked solo. Devon was destroyed before he could even get started. Breaking them up is a mistake. My my opinion. Because Diva I don't I don't think Devon can work on his own. I just don't think he can Bubba Bubba can do it. He's amazing. He's a great worker and he's a great talker and he's a decent worker. Devon is an okay worker and a decent talker. Touche. I, I don't get me wrong. I, I love TLC. I don't think it's going to happen because the TLC matches when it came, comes to the tag teams, it was always like one of the tag teams gravitated towards one of the, yeah. the one of the three. Yeah, we had this before, yeah. And the thing is, the Usos and the New Day, they they both love the fucking ladders. Cha- chairs are kind of... They're just used to improve spots. Yeah. But I don't, see, I don't think that necessarily matters so much. We are running a little bit over time, so this will be the last thought. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I also, that especially because I, I, I predicted Enzo and Cass would come up. I guess I didn't expect a deadly heel I, turn. I think they're being very careful with that because they buried... A phenomenal NXE tag team because they did not bring them up the right way in yeah. the Ascension. They they are being careful, which they should be. Um, but another intriguing aspect: what's going to happen with the tag team titles? Right now, they're kind of doing nothing, just trying to push along an AJ Styles feud. But that that's okay. There's still four more weeks, four, three, four more weeks well, also, until the big like, show. It's kind of funny because the Freebirds are being inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. Fuck! I flew up at the Hall of Fame. All right, Dave. I think I think we're gonna skip Divas talk because triple threats coming. Good booking. Hooray! Hooray! Sasha Banks. Let's go. Before, Boom. Before we continue to that, like, don't forget the New Day defends the titles with the unwritten Freebird rule. Yeah. They're they're all billed as tag team champions. Yep. So that could play into it. The Freebirds being inducted. They. Are kind of like a new day, pun to pun, Freebirds, except not as established. I I want them to lose the titles. I don't see it happening, especially because like their whole reign is almost paying homage to the Freebirds. Yeah. You look so defeated right now. No, I just I really want a Fergal Mania T-shirt. Oh my god. <laughs> I just had it in my head. You have, you have Fergal sitting on the top rope, just looking off into the distance. Like doing the Christian like this. The Christian hand over there, looking at his peeps. And it says Fergal Mania. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, I, think okay. you, uh, uh, I think you drank too much. Today, huh? <laughs> I had a beer. Alright, Jesus, Dave. Like, Alright, <clears throat> shut up. Hall, Hall of Fame. Okay, Hall of Fame. Sting. Fantastic. Fantastic choice as a headliner. Amazing, we talked about it. I still wish the year he was inducted in the Hall of Fame was the year that he had Sting Taker. Unfortunately, he took that bad bump versus yeah. uh, Rollins. Where we'll probably never see that match. However, who knows? Sting is also n- very well known to be an anti-authority figure. Who knows? That's true. All right, Freebirds. Absolutely. People, I, people have been clamoring for this for years. I think Stone, I think Louis Stone Cold was like, "Listen, Vince, you gotta put Freebirds in the goddamn Hall of Fame, goddamn." And if you, that was actually really good fucking. He's just like, if you don't put Freebirds in the Hall of Fame, I'm not going to Fergal Mania, goddamn. <laughs> oh 
Fergomania 32! The fans have been calling for the Freebirds to go in. That, like I mentioned, the Freebird rule. It, it's been very rarely used, but they were, they were Mike, they were Mike. Yeah, they, they were Mike, like. They were, they were, the, they were a defining tag team of their era and every other era. It, it, I read an interview that uh, Michael Hayes uh, did, and he was asked, like, you know, um, what's your reaction to finally being, uh, playing the Hall of Fame? The first thing he said is, we know that fans have been calling for it, but what's the rush? We're just grateful that it's being bestowed upon us. I wish. Well, what's the rush, dude? Two of them are dead. And have you seen Michael P.S. Hayes lately? Yeah. I think his nutsack goes down to his knees. But the thing is, it's about time. There are a lot of people that should already be in the Hall of Fame, Owen Hart. Yeah. Okay, let's not talk about who deserves but, it. Cause no, no, that's, but, that's, that's, a, that's a show for but, another day. Then, let's talk about... On the, who <clears throat> shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame? Pimping ain't easy, Dave. Don't, but apparently getting in the Hall of Fame is pretty fucking easy. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, I love the Godfather. I loved him as Papa Shango. He had, a fen- he had a phenomenal gimmick. Unfortunately, it took the back burner to The Undertaker. They were both these, like, mysterious gimmicks. Except for the fact that, like, Charles Wright, uh, the Godfather's real name, his real persona, he actually, like, all all those stuff that he applied to that gimmick, it's a- actually, like, legit. And I've actually, like, read into vo- uh, voodoo practices, like, earlier on. The, why, no, why doesn't that surprise me? No, I took a class on it, but <laughs> but the the thing is anyway like it, it it was a very well done gimmick. Everything was legit to what the gimmick was portraying. Now he changed the gimmick after the Undertaker taking off with the otherworldly style. Then let's look at other gimmicks he's had the whole train the whole train got him as a godfather it got a lot of pop did did he win any titles he, he, any uh, he was an intercontinental champion uh i think he may have also been a tag team champion possibly a european champion see i i said this last year when rikishi got in i said i like rikishi but I think Rikishi is borderline Hall of Fame. I can see arguments for. I can see arguments like mine against. Godfather, I can't think of one good reason why this motherfucker should be in the Hall of Fame. I just but, think you're making you're making your Hall of Fame a joke. Like the only reason I could see it is for the fact the longev the longevity of his career and the fact that he successfully had four completely different gimmicks. He had the Godfather he had the Nation of Domination. Yeah. It, it, like, it, yeah, yeah, it, he was there. And he all, Papa Shango, like, and he was successful with all of them. And uh, I, I'm very. <sighs> Sound it out. I'm very reserved on it. I don't think he should have gone in at least until. Others who should already be in 
were bestowed that honor. His his longevity of his career with successfully having four different gimmicks, I do believe that's deserving, especially considering that today a lot of performers can't even successfully have one. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's definitely fair points. Um, but when- And then there are the other two are ja- Jacqueline. The, the, Jacqueline, the, Jacqueline, uh, Jacqueline, Jacqueline, Jacqueline. The, the black the, chick. The, the black chick. Ooh, see, I'm. She, she's I'm, She's she's the first women's champion. Some when they brought it back after um, what's her name left with it? Medusa. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, no, she is. I was I was watching Attitude Era. She beat Sable for it. Jacqueline, I'm watching her stuff currently. Uh, when I watch old Monday Night Raw, so I'm gonna say sure, but um, it should be Sable. Sable's not already in. No. Oh, the reason why they're not doing that is because uh, they're very, like, with people who are already inducted, they're not immediately trying to take take them out of the Hall of Fame, but they're very uh, cautious about putting uh, divas who pose nude. Oh, porn, Dave. That's where you... Dave, geez, it took you 30 seconds to say porn. Get, well, because this isn't like a PG podcast, Dave. You can say porn. Sorry, I'm so used to the WWE product these days. I know. But yeah, no, they're very reserved to do it because they don't want when the kids search WWE. To oh, the, stop it. You can uh, uh, you can search Stephanie McMahon and see how she had fake tits. Come on, stop it. That's such bullshit. I know, I know you agree. I'm I, saying the WWE, that's such bullshit. I'm fucking sick of that excuse. Should be in the of course she should. She probably will never be in the Hall of Fame. I think she will. Um, Tammy Stitch is in a Hall of Fame and she just released a porn video with Vivid. It's not that good. Um... But like, yeah. Um, the hall hall of fame is always tricky because they put too many people in at once, and they're getting to the point where they're just running out of people. So it's gonna be interesting where it goes. At the end of the day, this is a hall of fame for a fake sport. So who gives a shit if the Godfather's in? And we'll leave it at that. I I attended the hall of fame induction for uh WrestleMania twenty nine when it was in New York. Yep. It was at Madison Square Garden. Bruno San Martino was inducted. Yep. 100% deserved it. Absolutely. Bob Backlund. Yep. Trish Stratus. Yep. Um, Who headlined? It was like seven, eight people. Bruno San Martino was pretty much like the, the big name because... I have to look it up. I just don't want to... And look then it. Ultimate Warrior was the following year. Yeah, and he died. He, like the following week, the next day. Yeah, he uh, he died like Monday. Monday, yeah. yeah. And yo, I remember we were talking about like yo, his face. He was like blood red. Yeah, he looked so unhealthy. But currently, yes, the Hall of Fame is a joke. But then again, currently a lot, of, even the legitimate sports, some of the Hall of Fame, and and the. I, I have no comment on that because every single year the Baseball Hall of Fame gets the people getting right, which oh. is which is the holy grail of Hall of Fames. But Dave, we have talked enough about Hall of Fames. Uh, it's time for best of the rest. Best 
of the rest finally coming back. Coming back. Speaking of us coming back. Speaking of Shane O'Mac Mac coming back. Mick Mac to the paddywhack. Um, ooh. Yeah, I kind of like that. Give a dog a Fergal mania? Give a dog a Fergal. <laughs> All right, Dave. Um, be- spelled W-R-E-S-T as in wrestling. Uh, comebacks. The best comeback. Uh, surprise. Um, we prearranged. Um, the best wrestling return. Um, there's been plenty. By, by, by return, they've been either out from injury, away from TV for long, and then they, you know, regardless of whether it's spoiled on the internet, yeah. you, you're you watching and you hear that music hit. Yep. I'm going to let you go first. You're letting me go first. Okay. Um, I, can, I can say the best one ever is Triple H coming back from his quad. That is that is the best return because when he came back in his fucking denim leather yeah, jacket. Yeah, denim leather jacket. That's not my favorite because I didn't watch it live. Um, you my know, that, that shit was crazy. My favorite is 2012 when they announced the WrestleMania guest host. And I had no idea who it was. I didn't read the internet. I heard the Rock's music, and I literally flipped my shit. I went absolutely nuts that, that to was, see the um, Rock. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, he was announced guest host for it, it, yeah for 2012. It was in Miami. Yeah, no, it was no no no. It was 27. It was 27 when the Miz main evented. The Miz maybe it was maybe it was 20, 2012 or 2011. But either way, it was the Rock was guest host. He Rock bottom scene in the Miz whatever. Let's see because tw- it was twenty. It was, I know for a fact it was 27. Okay, it's 2011. That's. That's my favorite comeback because The Rock was gone for like what seven, eight years. His music was incredible. This is the first time I saw The Rock live on on wrestling TV. So I loved The Rock. I never never really watched much of his work, but he came out, cut that promo, and I experienced The Rock for the first time like that on was TV. 2011, because I vividly remember the day after Mania is when Cena and Rock. Made, yeah. they, they made the match for the following WrestleMania. Yep. That was supposed to be once in a lifetime. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. The Rock, The Rock coming back. That's my best. That's my personal favorite because that that pop he got is to this day the loudest one of the loudest pops I've heard. Because the place erupted. Oh, wow. Is that an amazing return? Other other honorable mentions would be Brock Lesnar, even though everyone knew he was coming back anyway. Uh, Shawn Michaels in two thousand two. Um, maybe Stone Cold when he came back. Um, after that uh, year long uh, absence. After uh, getting hit by the car. Yeah. Um. I did it for the rock. Yeah. I I didn't again. I didn't see any of those live. Um. But there have been a lot of amazing comebacks. Edge, Royal Rumble. Uh, yeah, any um, of Jericho's returns. Which What's your favorite? Okay. Honorable mentions. I have to include as much as I hated the gimmick Undertaker coming back from years away at Judgment Day. During the Rock and Triple H's Iron Man match, because the music was completely different, and then you just see the in the commercials for it, you would see the three girls, and they would just say he's here, and then the music would play. He, it was during the American Badass time, but it's just he was away from TV for so long. Honorable mention with that, definitely honorable mention with Edge coming back. Loved his comeback at the Rumble, but I prefer his comeback uh, during one of the Raw SmackDown drafts. And okay. the okay. Com- everyone finds out that he had been drafted. Huge pop. I would actually have to say 
my most memorable memorable John Cena Rumble 2008 I, I Madison knew, Square Garden. I, I knew you were gonna pick just, that one. Just for the fact, I if there was a camera on me, you guys could see, but he just came. Yeah, the smile. We we talked about that uh, for the what, what, surprise Rumble entrant. Um, I guess yeah, that's kind of very similar subject, but um, yeah. No, absolutely. That's a perfect pick, especially because you came back so early. I knew, I knew you were gonna pick that one, quite honestly. I mean, I, I pick it just because, like, Madison Square Garden is like has always holy been grail. built like the holy grail of yeah. venues to perform at, and that was also like the first time when Cena came back from a injury that would normally take twice as long to come back from. But, like, he came back. That's why everyone's thinking that he's going to be coming back early again this year. And it's just, like, to get that pop in Madison Square Garden. Like, it, that that's that's when he really was be, became, like, the guy at the top of the totem. To get that comeback. And then also Triple H's face when he saw yeah. him come yeah. out. I've never seen Triple H look so befuddled and also, like, second-guessing everything going on. Yeah. All right, Dave. That, we that, dragged on a lot. We, we did. We did. No, fuck you. We did We did drag on a little bit. We had a few disturbances from W, Bishop, Waldo, and, and my food, and, of course, Fergal. But, Dave, uh, very good show. Very good conversation. Very interesting. But for right now, let's play that music. Here comes the money. Oh, it's muted. Here we go. Here comes the Fergal! Fergal, 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 Fergal! Fergal, Fergal! Fergal, Fergal! You have been listening to the Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 27, something to do with Fergal. I'm gonna put Fergal in his title somewhere, I'm debating. But for now, Shane O'Mac is back. Uh, WrestleMania is upon us. I am here, we are here, we are back. Um, WrestleMania season, hopefully we'll be back doing shows once a week. We will definitely do uh, WrestleMania coverage. Everything going on. You can find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, K O T R underscore podcast. I'm Will Tarasha, Tears and Thomas, A R A S H U K. That's Fergal over there. That's his new name is Fergal. No. It's better than Fergal. It's not better than Fergal. Would you ever call him Dave O'Mac? Yeah, see? Money, 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 money. Fergal, Fergal. Fergal, Fergal. Waddle's never even been on the podcast, but okay, Dave. It's been a solid one hour, 20 some odd minutes with the intro, with the editing. It's going to be a solid one hour, 25 minute podcast. That's okay, Dave, because WrestleMania season, I'm Will Tarashuk. That's Dave Malkowicz. We're the Fergal. I'm the Fergal. And the Fergal next week. <laughs> We're the kings of the rings. And we'll see you next week. Fargo, Fargo.